Welcome. You are listening to the Audio Information Network of Colorado. This recording is intended to be used solely by individuals with barriers to print. Hello. Thank you for joining us for the Friday, July 7th, 2023 reading of the Human Health Program. My name is Emily Crocker. On today's program, new federal decisions make Alzheimer's drug Lequembi widely available from the New York Times. And to fridge or not to fridge, how to store a popular condiment from CNN Business. Plus, is peanut butter good for you from USA Today? And more time permitting. Here's our first report. New federal decisions make Alzheimer's drug Lequembi widely accessible. The FDA gave full approval to the drug, but added a black box warning about safety risks. Medicare said it would cover most of the high cost. By Pam Bellock from the New York Times. The Food and Drug Administration has given full approval to the Alzheimer's drug Lequembi, and Medicare said it would cover much of its high cost, laying the foundation for widespread use of a medication that can modestly slow cognitive decline in the early stages of the disease, but also carries significant safety risks. The FDA's decision marks the first time in two decades that a drug for Alzheimer's has received full approval, meaning that the agency concluded that there is solid evidence of potential benefit. But the agency also added a so-called black box warning, the most urgent level, on the drug's label, stating that in rare cases the drug can cause serious and life-threatening events and that there have been cases of brain bleeding, some of which have been fatal. Lequembi cannot repair cognitive damage, reverse the course of the disease, or stop it from getting worse. But data from a large clinical trial suggests that the drug, administered every two weeks as an intravenous infusion, may slow decline by about five months over about 18 months for people with mild symptoms. Still, some Alzheimer's experts have said it is unclear from the medical evidence whether Lequimby's ability to delay erosion of memory and cognition would be enough to be noticeable or meaningful for patients and their families. And while most cases of brain swelling and bleeding have been mild or moderate and have resolved, there have been some serious cases. The risks are very vivid, said Dr. Jason Karlowish, a co-director of the University of Pennsylvania's Penn Memory Center, who said he will prescribe Lequembi after carefully evaluating patients and explaining the potential pros and cons. Within the first few months, you may have small bleeds or swelling in your brain, which may or may not be symptomatic, and if not detected in time, can cause disability, he said. In contrast, Dr. Karlowish continued, the benefits of slowing are subtle. You're not going to experience the perception of changes in your cognition or function in the same amount of time, he said. Though Medicare will cover 80% of Lequembi's $26,500 cost, patients could still shoulder thousands of dollars in copayments. Azai, a Japanese pharmaceutical company, led the development and testing of Lequembi, Azai is partnering and splitting profits with the American company Biogen, the maker of the controversial Alzheimer's drug Aduhelm, for its commercialization and marketing. The FDA's approval of Aduhelm was severely criticized because the evidence of potential benefit was inconclusive, with one trial showing modest slowing of decline, but another showing no slowing. 
Before that approval, a committee of independent advisors and an FDA council of senior officials said there was not enough evidence that it worked. Many medical centers declined to prescribe Adjahelm, and Medicare has covered it only for clinical trial participants, sharply restricting its availability. Evidence supporting Lequembe is much clearer, Alzheimer's experts said. Lequembe will be available for people with mild dementia or a pre-Alzheimer's condition called mild cognitive impairment. The FDA label instructs doctors not to treat patients without testing to confirm they have an accumulation of the protein amyloid, a hallmark of Alzheimer's that Lequembe attacks. About 1.5 million people in the United States are estimated to be in the beginning phases of Alzheimer's. Many more, about 5 million, have progressed too far to be eligible for Lequembe. Alex Scott, ASI's Executive Vice President of Integrity, said the company recommends patients stop using Lequembe once they develop moderate Alzheimer's disease. Alzheimer's experts said they would inform some patients that they had greater risk for brain swelling and bleeding, including those taking blood thinners, those with more than four microscopic bleeds in the brain, and those with an Alzheimer's-linked gene mutation called APOE4. The risk to people with two copies of the APOE4 mutation, about 15% of people with Alzheimer's, is so high that the FDA's black box warning recommends that all patients be genetically tested to assess their safety risk and spells out that those with two APOE4 copies are more vulnerable to developing symptomatic, serious, and severe brain bleeding or swelling. The black box warning will apply to all drugs that, like Lequembe, are monoclonal antibodies that attack amyloid. Lequembe is the first to get full approval, but others are in various stages of development. The warning does not mention patients who are taking blood thinners, but Lequembe's label says that additional caution should be exercised when considering whether to give blood thinners to Lequembe patients. The FDA greenlighted Adjahelm under a program called Accelerated Approval, which can be given to drugs with uncertain benefit under specific criteria, including that the company conduct another clinical trial. Lequembe received accelerated approval in January, but that status meant Medicare would only cover the drug in limited circumstances. The FDA decision granting full approval to Lequembe means that Medicare will cover it for eligible patients. Still, some patients will be unable to afford the 20% Medicare does not cover, possibly about $6,600 a year. Including costs of medical visits and required regular brain scans, some of which will receive Medicare reimbursement, the treatment could run to about $90,000 a year, some experts estimate. A recent study estimated that covering the drug and necessary services for about 85,000 patients would cost Medicare $2 billion a year and would climb to $5.1 billion if the number of patients reached about 216,000. That could lead to an increase in premiums for all Medicare beneficiaries, not just those receiving Loquembi, the study said. In interviews, Ivan Chung, the chairman and chief executive of Azai's U.S. operations, estimated that in the first three years, about 100,000 patients would be receiving the drug. The Medicare agency is adding a requirement that doctors prescribing Lequembe submit medical information about each patient before and while they are being treated with the drug. 
The information will be kept in patient registries and evaluated to learn more about Loquemby's benefits or harms, the agency said. With FDA's decision, CMS will cover this medication broadly while continuing to gather data that will help us understand how the drug works. The administrator of the Centers for Medicare and Medicaid Services, Chiquita brooks Lashore, said in a statement. Some advocacy groups, like the Alzheimer's Association, have criticized the registry requirement, calling it an unnecessary barrier to access. But medical experts say registry programs are common and easy to comply with. Their concern is that the registry won't be comparing Lequembe patients with others, so it won't be able to say if Lequembe slows cognitive decline. The FDA's approval was based on a large trial indicating that patients receiving Lequembe declined 27% more slowly over 18 months than patients receiving a placebo. The difference between those receiving drug and placebo was small, less than half a point on an 18-point cognitive scale that assesses functions like memory and problem-solving. Some Alzheimer's experts say that for slowing of decline to be clinically meaningful or noticeable to patients and families, the difference between the groups must be at least one point. Lakembi patients also declined more slowly on three secondary measures of cognition and daily function, and data on biological markers was generally stronger for Lakembi than for the placebo. All these measures moving in the same direction strengthens the idea that the drug can benefit patients, experts say. Still, a report on the data published in the New England Journal of Medicine and co-written by scientists from AZI concluded that longer trials are warranted to determine the efficacy and safety. Up next, to fridge or not to fridge, ketchup company clears the air on how you should store the popular condiment by Ashley R. Williams from CNN Business. With just five words, a recent tweet from Kraft Heinz sparked a bit of a debate about how you should store your ketchup. FYI, began the tweet from the United Kingdom-based branch of the food and beverage company, ketchup goes in the fridge. Kraft Heinz, whose ketchup is among its popular condiments, shared the heavily punctuated statement in a tweet that reached more than 4 million people. A day later, the company asked the public via a Twitter poll whether they kept their ketchup chilled or in the pantry. Where do you keep yours? It has to be in the fridge, the poll stated. The answer of fridge appeared to be the consensus, according to 63.2% of over 13,000 votes cast, the poll's results showed. Meanwhile, 36.8% of respondents said they preferred their ketchup in the cupboard. Some Twitter users who voiced their distaste for cold ketchup pointed out that ketchup bottles are stored at room temperature on tables at restaurants. Other users didn't understand the need for a debate, asserting that once the ketchup bottle is opened, it belongs in the refrigerator. In 2017, a Twitter user posed the same question to the United States branch of Heinz through the social media website. At the time, Heinz responded, Because of its natural acidity, Heinz ketchup is shelf-stable, but refrigerate after opening to maintain product quality. Up next, is peanut butter good for you? Yes, but with a few drawbacks. By Delaney Northaft from USA Today. 
For some, peanut butter may have a nostalgic feel, back to when things were less complicated and our parents cut the crusts off our sandwiches. For others, it's just another day, another PB and J. In 2022, the U.S. market size for peanut butter was 2.1 billion dollars. The bottom line: we love peanut butter. What does this mean for our health? We did the research to find out the risks and benefits of eating peanut butter, and the news is good: there are more benefits than risks. So let's raise that PB and J and find out more about what peanut butter does for our bodies. Is peanut butter healthy or junk food? Of course, when it comes to peanut butter, the brand and added sugars makes a difference. But generally, the key ingredient in peanut butter is peanuts. Although not technically a nut, it's a legume. It shares many of the same properties as nuts, and nuts in general are great for our health. According to the Mayo Clinic, a healthy diet that includes nuts can enhance artery health. Reduce inflammation related to heart disease, reduce the risk of blood clots, which can lead to heart attacks and strokes, reduce the risk of high blood pressure, reduce the risk of early death due to heart disease, reduce unhealthy cholesterol levels or bad cholesterol and triglycerides. What are the benefits of eating peanut butter? Nuts are heart healthy. Why? The Mayo Clinic further explains that nuts generally contain all kinds of healthy nutrients, like unsaturated fats. The good fats in nuts, both monounsaturated and polyunsaturated fats, lower bad cholesterol levels. Omega-3 fatty acids. Nuts tend to be rich in omega-3 fatty acids, which are healthy fatty acids. They may reduce the risk of cardiovascular events. Fiber. All nuts contain fiber, which helps control cholesterol. Fiber also makes you feel full, so you eat less. Plant sterols. Some nuts naturally contain plant sterols, a substance that can help lower cholesterol. L-arginine. Nuts also contain L-arginine, and some research suggests that L-arginine may lower blood pressure, improve cholesterol, and improve overall blood vessel health. Is it safe to eat peanut butter every day? While peanuts contain lots of good nutrients, they can also be dense in calories and fat, which can be concerning if you're attempting weight loss. However, this does not automatically make it bad. You just have to be aware of the calorie and fat content. In an interview with Harvard Health, Dr. Walter Willett, a professor of nutrition at Harvard School of Public Health, says. The presence of saturated fat doesn't automatically kick a food into the unhealthy camp. Olive oil, wheat germ, and even tofu—all healthy foods—have some saturated fat. It's the whole package of nutrients, not just one or two, that determines how good a particular food is for health. He said. Up next, here's when we hit our physical and mental peaks. Even when we've peaked in one endeavor, we're likely getting better in another. By Claire Ansbury from the Wall Street Journal. When are we our fastest, strongest, and most creative? Elite swimmers peak in their early twenties. Powerlifters peak at thirty-five, and equestrians later still, on average. Creativity peaks either very early in our careers or later, depending on how we think. 
Our ability to quickly absorb facts reaches its zenith in our late teens, while our vocabulary skills crest in our sixth decade. Economists, sports scientists, and psychologists have analyzed Olympic performances and chess matches, as well as thousands of online quizzes, to determine the average age when people peak mentally and physically. They are trying to understand how our brain and bodies work, and if there are lessons on strengthening each. The good news is that while we may have peaked in one endeavor, we are likely getting better in another. At every age, you are getting better at some things and worse at others," says Joshua Hartshorn, an assistant professor of psychology at Boston College, who researches how various cognitive functions change with age. People reach their various physical peaks at different times for different reasons, according to the studies. Fast-twitch muscle fibers help with speed and power, think sprinting, and are more prevalent in our muscles when we are young. Slow-twitch muscle fibers, which are those related to endurance, are more prevalent in muscles when we are older. Physical attributes can play a role too. Women have less muscle to lose and peak at younger ages than men in muscle-intense sports like swimming. The science on physical peaks. Rafael Chomik, an Australian economist at the ARC Center of Excellence in Population Aging Research, led a study of peak physical performances among Olympic and professional athletes, looking at how well different age groups perform in different sports. For sports like sprinting, which requires speed, power, and maximum oxygen consumption, athletes tend to peak in their mid-twenties. In endurance sports such as marathons, the peak is typically reached by 40. In tactical, low-impact sports like sailing and equestrian competition, athletes compete at elite levels in their 50s. This is consistent with findings on cognitive capacity, says Chomik, noting that young people are better at tasks requiring raw processing power, while older people excel at strategy. Another finding from the athlete study. Peak performance ages for elite athletes are increasing. For example, the average age of the top 100 men and women in tennis is four to six years older, respectively, than it was in the 1980s. Athletes are competing longer due in part to advances in training, equipment, and sports science. Stefan Peters, an equestrian who lives in San Diego, has competed in five Olympic Games and won bronze medals in 1996 and in 2016. But he says he had his best year in the 2020 Olympics in Tokyo. At the age of 56, he was part of the silver medal-winning U.S. dressage team. In my younger age, I had more energy, says Peters. But I think at an older age, I have extra wisdom that goes pretty far. Peters plans to compete in 2024 and 2028. Reaching mental peaks. Mental peaks come at different ages too. Most people associate creativity with youth, but it depends on the type of creativity, says Bruce Weinberg, a professor of economics at Ohio State University. Innovation tends to follow two distinct patterns, says Weinberg, who co-wrote a study looking at the age when 31 Nobel Prize winners in economics published their most significant research, defined as the one with the most citations. One pattern of thinking is conceptual, and the other is experimental. 
Economists who challenge conventional wisdom and think more abstractly published their single most significant work at the age of 25. They would be considered conceptual thinkers. Economists who tend to refine their work based on accumulated knowledge and experience wrote their most significant paper in their mid-50s. They would be considered experimental thinkers. Those same two innovation patterns emerged in studies of writers and artists, says Weinberg. Pablo Picasso, considered a conceptual artist, painted some of his most important works in his mid-twenties. Robert Frost, a more experimental innovator, wrote for years before his first book of poetry was published around the age of forty. Another study of peak mental performance involved the game of chess. Chess is considered a good proxy for performance in a cognitively demanding task, says Uwe Sunday, an economics professor at the Ludwig Maximilian University of Munich. He and fellow researchers analyzed 24,000 professional chess matches to track the performance of top players. The researchers compared an individual's recorded moves with the best moves suggested by a modern chess computer to see how a player's performance changed over the years and when they peaked. Individual performance rose sharply until the early 20s and peaked around the age of 35, says Sunday. Not all thinking skills peak at the same time or the same age, says Hartshorn of Boston College. Processing speed, the ability to think quickly and recall information like names, peaks around 18, based on data from standardized IQ and internet-based tests. Crystallized intelligence, the accumulation of facts and knowledge, peaks later. Vocabulary skills peak about 65. In another study he led, using results of online grammar quizzes, he found that grammar and language learning skills continue to build for about 30 years. For a native language, the 30-year learning period starts roughly around birth. For a second language, it starts whenever someone starts learning that language. Move to Paris and start speaking French at the age of 30, and you can expect continued improvement until you reach around 60, he says. Learning goes on longer than we might expect, he says. Up next, mushroom magic by Holly Pevsner from Eating Well magazine. Portobello's on the grill, shiitakes in your stir fry, white buttons in your stuffing. However, you enjoy mushrooms. Here's some news you'll also enjoy. A 2021 meta-analysis published in the journal Advances in Nutrition found that folks who ate roughly an eighth to a quarter cup measured raw of any type of mushrooms daily had a 45% lower risk of all types of cancer and most significantly breast cancer compared to those who didn't consume fungi. Shrooms pack high levels of glutathione and ergothionine, a pair of potent antioxidants that combat free radical damage. When free radicals are left unchecked, they can cause oxidative stress, which damages cells, tissues, and DNA, potentially leading to cancer. Plus, ergothionine is especially good at suppressing tumor growth. While the study looked at once-a-day mushroom intake, spreading the total amount. One to one and three quarters cups over the course of the week could have a similar benefit, notes study co-author John P. Ritchie Jr., Ph.D., a professor of public health sciences and pharmacology at Penn State Cancer Institute. The morale of the story: 
says Richie, as long as you increase your overall mushroom consumption, you'll help your health, he says. Up next, can music lessons boost brain power? From Consumer Reports on Health. After taking piano lessons for just an hour a week over 11 weeks, people with no musical experience were better able to recognize changes in the sights and sounds around them. Researchers say such multisensory processing is important for tasks like driving or locating a friend in a crowd. These study subjects also saw a drop in anxiety, depression, and stress. The source is Scientific Reports. Thank you for joining us for the Human Health Program. My name is Emily Crocker.
If you enjoyed this program, please register for our free services at www.aincolorado.org or by calling 303-786-7777.